welcome cadets and captains to a brand new titillating episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh, my tits are on fire, baby. It's, my tits are elating. What? <laughs> Inflating? No, let's not get fully deviant art right out the gate. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And if you've never listened to M-Class Podcast before, first off, shame on you. Agreed. Big, big agree. And second off, uh, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, usually an episode. We give it the old once-over, the, the old college try <laughs> the old to figure one, out two. what the fuck it's about. Yeah. And we watch the, it. <laughs> at the end of the episode, we tell you whether uh, it's good or bad with our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Yes, it's, it's patented, don't steal it, and it makes perfect sense. And stop sending us emails saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> we know it doesn't. But it does. <laughs> M-Class Podcast gets all of our episodes through the contributions to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. These collections of episodes that have a theme together are chosen by our high-rolling patrons and voted on the peons. At least we let the peons vote. It's true. You know what I mean? We're like better America when you really think about it. Yeah, we're we're like America that works. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Except instead of a president, you have two hot kings. The two hot kinks. Two hot kinks. The uh, particular episode we're going to be watching today is a part of uh, Daruma's... Uh, Renaissance Fair collection. Here's the thing, Someone Daruma. dresses in Renaissance for Here, two here's, seconds. Here's the thing, Daruma. This is a half-ass choice. <laughs> this was one half-ass choice, my man. He really I, wanted to include a Deep Space Nine episode, and <laughs> zero exists with Renaissance outfits. When I was like trying to remember what part of this had anything to do with it, I was like, it must be someone dresses up like. And I thought I thought it was it was uh, Dax and and uh, Kira. Kira, right? I was like, it's, they must be just dressed up, and, and they, they are. Right. They're just yeah. sitting at a table, being depressed. Yeah, they're fucking depressed too. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to suggest us collections or vote on them, head over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. Vote. So uh, this episode was co-written uh, by Renee Echivaria who we've talked about before on the show because dude has written 41 episodes of Star Trek. They used to call him the the big dick swinging writer man. <laughs> it's a great nickname. It rolls right off the tongue. It took a while to come up with that one. Uh, he also was the executive producer of the Fox series Dark Angel. Oh, remember Dark Angel? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I think it was on, like, after, uh, what was that X-Files spinoff? Not The Lone Gunman. The other oh, one. shit. Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was on after Millennium. We're old. Um, Echivaria yeah. also created that show, The 4400. Yeah, cool idea. And he Never produced shows it. such as Medium, Castle, Terra Nova, and Teen Wolf. Wait, you did Castle? Yeah. Castle's a good liked, show. I never liked it. I liked it all right. Scott, what's his name in it? Um, Nathan Fillion. Malcolm from the show. 
Nathan Fillion, and I only remember Nathan Fillion because in Community, Chang, during the episode where they are doing uh, Hot Lava, yeah, Chang says, hand us over all of your chairs and tables and also your same-sex celebrity crushes. Everybody has one. Don't pretend. <laughs> and when they're chasing him out, he's like, mine is Nathan Fillion! Nathan Fillion! <laughs> oh, Chang. I do love that Chang. <laughs> Mine's Chang. Mine, mine is just Chang. Thank you, yeah. Chang. You sexy yeah. little bastard. Sexy Spanish teacher. Uh, Spanish teacher slash security guard slash uh, tyrant slash math teacher. <laughs> math. Yeah, he was a math teacher first, right? Now he's a math teacher at the end. Oh, at the end. He's like, I can't go more than 100 feet away from my house and the cord attached to this thing is 30 feet, and that's 100 plus 30. Anyway, you figure it out. And they're like, you're a math teacher. And he's like, yeah, I teach. You do the math. You do the math. <laughs> oh, God. That's like college professors, man. Yeah, it is. This is the community cast. Yeah, we're talking about community uh, now. I've been re-watching it uh, while I work, now that I actually have a cheapo second monitor. I haven't been watching... Uh, anything except Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes of that, the ones that are out so far. You know what I wish, though? I wish um, they would put them all out. I want to watch all of them, and I do not want to wait. I understand that, but, like, uh, I mean, I'm going to put Crystal on blast here on the show. Uh, she, I know where this She is refuses <laughs> to um, binge things. Binge? She wants to watch one episode a day. So. You married a monster, I'll say it. You married a <laughs> fucking monster. I didn't say that, Crystal. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I ain't afraid of you, motherfucker. <laughs> the, uh, she wants to watch stuff like one episode at a time, so whenever we watch stuff together, it's always that way. So I'm like, you motherfuckers have to live my nightmare now. Welcome yeah. to my nightmare. I hate it. I can't. Like, I thought it was going to be all of them, because they kind of don't ever say, right? Like, yeah, they don't. They, you find they, out when it drops, yeah. basically. I kind of thought, like, it might be the whole thing, because... I don't know, because I think the, the ads were like, oh, you know, the whole series comes out, you know, like, get the whole series with Amazon Prime. And I was like, okay, maybe that's yeah. the whole thing. It wasn't. Um, you know what? If you stick around to the end of the episode, we'll talk about our thoughts on that show. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Because <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a short one this time around. <laughs> Literally nothing happens in yes. this episode. <laughs> <clears throat> this episode was directed by David Livingston. Who uh, David also, Livingston, I presume, also directed Baywatch Nights. Anyway, oh fuck! <laughs> this dude directed sixty-two fucking episodes of Star Trek, so we're gonna be hearing a lot about. <laughs> dude, Baywatch Nights was amazing. He he directed. Oh shit! He also directed episodes of Sliders. Sliders. Uh, also, something called. Viper? Oh, what was Viper? Was that a car show? Was that like a sort of like a Knight Rider type of shit? That has a Wikipedia article, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, the weapon used by this task yeah. force is an urban assault vehicle masquerading as a Dodge Viper RT. Yeah, it was Dodge Viper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. So what it's just a, a fucking, giant fucking advertisement for What a, Dodge a 90s Viper. show. Holy shit, man. Dodge Viper. Holy shit. It's, uh, they did that with everything. They did 
uh, helicopter with Airwolf. They did this yeah. with Viper with this. They did the like stealth boat for Thunder in Paradise, Thunder in Paradise. Hulk Hogan. I that show was great. And other guy. That show was like, how do we get Hulk Hogan to do a show? And like Hulk's people were like, well, Mr. Hulk Hogan does not want to leave Florida, so figure no. it out. <laughs> he also loves boats. He loves boating. So let's hop right into the episode. Cisco, sure. as in Jake Cisco, is being a little creeper standing on the promenade watching passengers who are getting off the transport. And he's making up bullshit about everybody. Yeah. Much more interesting bullshit than it's probably the truth. The Bolian one's pretty funny, I though. do. Th- why is the Bolian wearing a wig? Because <laughs> he wants to... He doesn't want to be bald. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the monk that's actually a thief that's working to scam Quark. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. But then uh, a forehead alien walks out. And... <laughs> Jake is like, oh, she's come so far, and then she looks at him, and he's like, a girl looking at me. Yeah, she's also like 58 years old. Yes, she is, um, shit. I, uh, I wrote down what her actress is, who her actress is. She played Evelyn in, um... Oh, wow. Meg Foster. Oh, is she... Is she from that Stephen King uh, Night Walkers movie? With was she the mom? I don't fucking know. Meg Foster. What up. I know about her is that she played Evelyn in the Masters of the Universe film. She was oh, also in, the in movie. They Live. Oh fuck yeah! Okay. She's uh, she's most known for her inhumanly bright blue eyes. Yeah, they're not even blue. They're like white. Those are like white eyes, man. Well, uh, my <laughs> shit has frozen. Cool. <laughs> what froze? Uh, it's just my um, Firefox. Anyway. Oh, cool. Um, she was on ER. Oh, yeah, she was. I didn't watch that show, so I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. But either. Odo walks into his office and walks on a Troy. Is there a baby? And she's sad. Oh, is she there already? Yeah, and Odo's like, what's wrong? And she's like, don't worry, it's just because... And she stands up and shows that baby bump. And she's like, I'm preggers. Oh, and then Odo looks at the camera and goes, I hope it's not mine. And he pulls on his collar. <laughs> and then we get the cold open is over. <laughs> and then you have to skip through it on Amazon Prime manually, because or on Paramount Plus, because... Uh, they don't want you to skip over the intro, I guess. No, you gotta skip over it manually. For I'm some just reason. complaining at this point. Sure, why not? <laughs> you know what? It just it bothers me. It fucking pisses me off. Uh, Locks on a Troid is like <laughs> uh, the hu- my husband Jayal the Tavnian is the one who uh, I'm pregnant by. It's not your goop made another goop monster, Odo. Don't worry. Oh, my God. How would that even That's work? Send pics. Send pics. Somebody did send pics to email this time. So you, uh, Oh, they did? You get okay. something you've been wanting for a while in there. Oh, yippee. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, apparently Tavnians are hyper sexist in that, like, I was gonna say, like, children aren't even raised with the op- knowledge that the opposite sex exists until they're sixteen. Way to way to raise a society of fucking sexually repressed psychopaths. Yeah, way to go, America. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're 16. Like I remember when I was 16, and I literally would have put my wiener inside of anything. Mm. So then you find I don't out know there's if that's like true for everyone, but all right. There's <laughs> <laughs> so then you find out there's girls, and you're straight. Oh fuck! What if and what if you're yeah, not straight? You don't you, even give a shit. Like this whole what. I guess the idea is, like, you're... Because he says this later, like, I don't want my son to be raised with the softness of a female or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you can look into that as well to be like, I don't want no gay son. Yeah, we could, like... We could do a whole podcast about this guy. (laughs) Like, I just... Loxana talks about how he like waxed poetic about like how much she he loved her and everything and that's why they got together but like yeah. how do you not know an entire planet is like this Well <laughs> when they're doing the wedding it like um I had a flashback to like when I brought my my ex-girlfriend to my cousin's wedding and they're like super baptisty and I like warned her I was like look we're going into uh, unfriendly yes, territory here yes. right I, I was like, we, we, we have to, like, just get through this. <laughs> like, that was my thing. I was like, we, we just have to go, and we just we sit there, and we just leave, right? Yes. And during the wedding, you know, they say this shit about, like, how the man oh, yeah, is, it's like, like in, in charge. God is and, above you know, man, so as yeah. man is above his wife. It's, like, absolute yeah. horse shit. And I remember looking over at, at my girlfriend, and she's just, like, seething and, like, and, like, He's like started talking and like making fun of the wedding during the wedding, yeah. and it's like we definitely should not be at this wedding. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. But that's what like when Odo is saying all that shit. I'm like, how does she not know this? Because they they say similar things, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like possess like women are my possessions like, and shit. It's like, any, yeah. like I don't know, man. Like it's like marrying someone from Kentucky and not knowing what Kentucky is like. Like, right. Why would you do yeah. that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, like, oh, it turns out he's a super misogynist. Oh yeah. shit! It's like a whole planet as well is the thing. And also, you're a diplomat. How do you not know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, stop trying to fucking get married to people. <laughs> and she's she's a hopeless romantic. Go to Riza and just fuck all that shit out of your body. She wants just love, get that shit out of your it. brain. Not just sex. You can love people on Riza. You can. You can't love. You can fuck. Come you can't on. Love. What is the difference, baby? Right, we have a real man in the call today, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I mean, when you're loving somebody, you're loving them, you know? You can, you can love I in the moment. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, Luxana ran away because she wants to be part of her child's life. And JL is like, fuck that, you're a lady, you're having a boy, I'm taking your kid as soon as he's born. Which is like, uh... True love, I guess. <laughs> yeah, totally healthy relationship. And she's like, that's why I came to you, Odo, because you could protect me. And Odo's like, uh, Odo's like, I am very busy. I'm, I'm too busy to protect you from having your child stolen from you, so. <laughs> also, I would have been like, 
go to Earth. I'm sure there's like things you can do, right? Like he's like, oh, I'll put you on a transport back to Beta's Edge. He's like, well, that's where he'll look for me first. And I'm like, well, you he can't steal your baby there. It's against the law. Yeah, it's against the law, right? I would assume. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Like uh, this. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is the B plot. This is the B-plot? You could have fooled me. The other B-plot is the A-plot of the episode. That's why it's called The Muse. B-plot 1 and B-plot A. Yeah, you got (laughs) B-plot plus is this one. Uh, Jake's in the replomat, and he's writing his his story. He wants to be... With his weird, clear pencil. (laughs) He wants to be a writer. Um, This... This is, like, an important plot point in literally one other episode, by the way. Otherwise, uh, he's very much... He wants to be a reporter. Yeah, what's... Uh, there's a big difference between reporter and writer. Yes. They're to- two totally different like you, jobs. You can definitely <laughs> do both, but you, you can't sure. get a degree in both when he goes to the My Institute on Earth. Well, I guess I guess he has to, like... Yeah, the Pennington... Yeah. Dude, I thought about that, and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, the Pennington Institute, it's because you were so good on B- Bros Before Pros. They made a whole institute I, out I didn't of even it. have anything to do with it. They just made it in my honor, because I'm such a great writer. <laughs> That's why Daruma picked this. Um, they mention the Pennington Institute quite often, in, in Does, whenever Jake's involved, because he really wants to go there. That's, like, his big goal. Does Jake's girlfriend go there? Um, the Dabo girl? Or does she go to like some uh, Bajoran science she academy go, She or goes something? to somewhere on Bajor and he's like, well, I want to go there and then Cisco's like, what about the Pennington Academy? That's, he's like, well, okay, I'm trying to get my I... dick wet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, have you fucking seen Marta? <laughs> you seen these Dabo girls, dog? She looks does like she could be this? my aunt. I should not be dating. <laughs> you see these double Dabos over here? <laughs> Well, um, Forehead comes out and sits next to him, and she's like, my name is Onaya. What is yours? And he's like, Jake Sisko. <laughs> Every time a human meets an alien, that's all I can think about. Like, oh, my name is... is it's, uh, it's like... Butch. It, my my, name, my name is Oritaya. What is yours? <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Joey Pizza. <laughs> It's the scene from fucking uh, Pulp Fiction when he's like, "What?" When she's like, "What does Butch mean?" And she and he's like, "I'm an American, honey. Our names don't yeah, mean our shit. Names don't mean shit." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's she's like, "I have a thing for artists, and they have a thing for me, right?" And she's yeah. like, uh, "I love." Car-. She starts talking about Cardassian architecture, like it's so beautiful or whatever. When everybody else who yeah. comes here is like, "What a shithole." <laughs> Yeah, they're like, everything looks like teeth. <laughs> She's like, the creator, Tavor Kell, I, I helped him to stop censoring himself. He was so timid, and Jake's like, wow, what? you could do that for me? Yeah, he immediately believes her, which I, I guess she, she, like, she isn't lying, but also, like, my first reaction would be like, this bitch is fucking lying Well, yeah, and she wants to fuck. It's like she comes out, and she's like, I taught Michael Jordan everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Jordan, the tongue thing, that was me. Like He what? didn't even know how to dunk when I met him. <laughs> but she's like, I can teach you exercises to bring out your creativity, and then you'll be remembered as an artist. And that's what all artists right, want, right? Which, no, I don't give a shit about that. Like, 
Yeah, I just want to do the thing. I like making right? things. Like, yeah. it's it's an outlet creative creatively, and I really enjoy it. But she's got to get the poison. He, out. he says that he's like, oh, you know, I just I like to I like to write. I like to make things. She's like, no, you want to be remembered, right? That's the secret of all artists. And Jake's like, yeah, you're right. Does he hypnotize her? I kind of thought that maybe he she had like uh like some kind she of power. She was hypnotizing over him. his dick. Yeah. Well, there's that too. That's also the fucking first thing I would think, is that, oh, this MILF wants to bang. Yeah, well, it fully seems like that. <laughs> I mean, right? He's straight up, like, come to my quarters later, and he's like, okay. Okie dokie. I mean... Marta who? I mean, I'll go. I'll come and then go. I mean, I'll come, go, and then come again. Yeah, she is, like, 58 years old, and, uh... Yeah, she's literally, like... My mother's age in this show. <laughs> I, I think legally I'm allowed to call her forehead since my forehead goes up. Well, you and I both have. We're all forehead. <laughs> we don't even go five head. It's all. It's like eight head. It's twelve head. <laughs> Jake goes back to his quarters and he's he's working on writing and he's thinking. You know, I'm I'm obsessed with this now. I'm like I've been. Uh, Psychotropically pussified. Yeah, my chakras have been rubbed on. I can tap into my key and do a Kamehameha wave now, Dad. <laughs> yeah, and, and Disco is like, hey, we're going on that cool trip that was your totally yeah, your it was idea. your idea to do on this trip with Cassidy. And Jake's like, oh, you know, maybe you'll have more fun alone. And he's like, don't play matchmaker, Jake. Yeah, which, like, it's such a weird because doesn't he get her with him? Doesn't Jake? Isn't she responsible? Isn't he responsible for Cassidy? It, like in a way, yeah. Like he's the one who kind of like pushes them together. Yeah, and because uh, Cisco and Cassidy do not get along well to begin with. No, they kind of. It's one of those weird relationships, right? Where you're like, I don't know if this is a good relationship <laughs> to begin with, for sure. But like as yeah. time goes on, they definitely mellow out. But. They yeah. butt heads a little bit to begin with. But Jake's like, oh, I gotta focus on my story. And he's like, this was your idea. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, you go ahead. I'm gonna stay and write. Like, I can't let this go right now. And Cisco's like, oh, fucking right, I guess. I, I If I were Cisco, I'd be like, yeah, okay, he's trying to get laid. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, during this whole scene, and uh, pretty much any scene where Jake is being a shitty son to Cisco. Yeah, there's always some bullshit. I'm just like, Jake, you don't know what you fucking have, you little dickhead. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know if I would want to go hang out in the Bajoran outback with my dad and his girlfriend. Well, maybe not his girlfriend, too. <laughs> I mean, even if my dad was Cisco, I'd be like, eh, I don't know, man. Cisco is like such Jake, a great, he's like the best dad in Star Trek history. Yeah. Which isn't yeah. a high bar to jump over, but he like sails over it. Yeah. Like his competition He's better is... than ship dad Picard. <laughs> Picard is Set all uh, logic, no emotion. Yeah. Cisco kisses his son. That's a healthy ass yeah, relationship. He does. Yeah, he lets him go. He lets him stay too, which yeah, is nice, he, you know? he gives him he gives him the space he needs, which is really good. He's a great dad. Yeah, he's like what is he like 18, 17, 18, I think he's 19? like sixteen years old. 
Yeah, which is like also like yeah. Jesus. What's this lady? Brings doing? up a question. I don't keep track of his age. He's like thirty feet tall at this point, but I don't remember his age. Yeah. Oh, Viper started outside. Oh, cool. Go Viper. Sweet. Go Viper. Go get the bad guys. Yeah, go get him. Go Viper Thunder in paradise. Go help. Fuck yeah. Woo. And Quarks. Uh, <laughs> some of the best acting Michael Dorn has ever done in his career happens. Amazing. <laughs> It's so funny. Luoxana's like incredibly depressed, talking about how she was felt like a prisoner in her own home and her love is destroyed and whatever. And Dax and Kira are sitting there in full like Elizabethan tall pointy hat princess outfits. Yeah. They're going to their fuck the prince holodeck program or whatever. And Worf right? is basically T posing in the background, <laughs> like completely <laughs> blank face staring into the distance. And he has his like Worf like karate outfit on, like his whatever his sword outfit is, right? Uh, Quark is pissed because obviously Loxana's Betazoid like abilities are leeching her depression outward into the into the yeah. bar, and he's like, "Look, if you don't get her out of here, I'm gonna throw her out of here." <laughs> Just like, it's like she's pregnant. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, like she should. Well, she shouldn't even be there no, anyway. Right? She shouldn't like, be in a bar. I mean, I guess, like, they have food or whatever. I don't but, know. But, like, Odo comes up and he's like, do you want to go for a walk? And Worf is like, I would. <laughs> I would like to go for a walk. <laughs> and they they take off. They go for a nice long walk together. And uh, Loxon is like, oh, my food replicator is broken. Can I come in and use yours? And Odo's like, I guess. This whole episode is about women lying their faces <laughs> off <laughs> to try to get some shit. But they have this like this little moment where like they uh she's like she sees the big like metal shit in the middle of his room and she's like, "Oh, is this for yeah. like shape shifting?" And he like kind of remembers that like she does accept him as a shapeshifter in a way nobody else even brings up. Yeah, and he said he's like, "Oh, usually people think it's just a sculpture yeah. or whatever." And she's like, "Well, what do what the people usually know? You know, what the regular yeah. people know?" Yeah, they don't know. And uh, he gives her a drink, and she like uh, needs to sit down on the floor because she's pregnant. And there's no chairs because Odo is a fucking Odo bad is a host. bucket pussy. Okay. <laughs> Odo's like, ah, you can't come over. I didn't clean my room. I didn't clean my bucket. My bucket pussy. The, uh... And then he doesn't turn into a bag. He turns into a blanket. He turns into a nice blankie. But, like, they have this little conversation where she, he's like, you know, your replicator isn't broken, is it? And she's like, no. And he's, yeah. he's like, you know, I apologize if I made you feel unwelcome. Which, like, you super did. Like, you went so far out of your way to make her feel unwelcome. <laughs> he, he wasn't so bad this time around. Sure, he, but didn't, the first... he didn't actively ditch her. So there is that. Yeah, the first time that he's like a real piece of shit, right? Yeah, but she she falls asleep <laughs> on him and he turns his arm into a blanket. Which cool trick. Cool trick. He he fully Alex Max himself a nice blanket up. <laughs> <laughs> Superhuman powers here. Jake goes to Onaya's quarters. That's forehead if you forgot. Yeah, forehead's quarters are like a fucking like uh 
what do they call it? Like a fortune teller? It's like, it's like, like a drapes. It's a harem room is what it is. Yeah. It's a fuck room. It's a fucking yes. when you go eat like a seven course meal at a at a like Middle Eastern restaurant and they got the fucking drapes and shit. It's that place. And Onaya's <laughs> like, Don't worry, I'm not gonna fuck you. And Jake's like, Oh phew. <laughs> oh phew. I thought I was that's a relief. I totally thought I was gonna get some some Vagine. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what that means. He's he says that. I didn't say that. Um Onaya gives Jake a pen from a famous writer uh I do like this part. Ravalis cool. is his name. Uh he I believe he killed a dragon. Ravalis, Ravalis the dragon slayer. <laughs> Fuck no, he's yeah. just a writer. And um, she gives him some paper, and she's like, you know, uh, artists should, like, as an artist moves brush on canvas, so should a writer have a pen on paper. That's what Ravalis said to her. uh, While Jake is trying to write, she is continuously ASMRing into his ear holes. I gotta be honest with you, man. This made me super sleepy. Yeah. Not only that, this episode is boring as yeah, shit. Nothing really so that might have something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I was like, uh, okay, I could totally go to sleep now. She's like, it's f- he's the ASMR microphone. She's like ASMRing into yeah. his head and like tapping and fucking rubbing and shit. Yeah, you know how they have those like ear microphones yeah. right that look like ears and shit yeah he's the microphone and uh all i could think about and i tweeted this was how unbelievably annoying that would be when you're trying to do something if you're writing yeah like first of all like i don't know how you like i don't know i don't write on paper because no, i'm I, not I a fucking yeah i'm not a, we're but not when a I would write writer, on paper so. <laughs> yeah i would lean i'd like lean forward and like write yeah. you know like i, I don't, don't i don't like sit back yeah I'm not like sitting back in my beanbag chair writing like on like not a clipboard or how does he even writing? Also, he knows cursive. Yeah, he has. He knows cursive. They bring it back, apparently. Dude, if I had to write in cursive, I'd be like, you know what? Nah. I still, I still retain the ability to write in cursive. I don't know why, but I still, I, I can still I do. Cannot. Dude, my fucking handwriting is like you know. If you ever watch Primer, the movie Primer, no. like. They time travel so much that they, like, don't... Like, their handwriting gets fucked up. That's what mine is like. I basically draw, like, shapes now. Well, new language. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be a writer. Uh, Yeah, you can't... If you can't write pen on paper, you're not a real writer. Yeah, you're not a real writer, yeah. But, yeah, he's, like, leaned back like fucking hedonism bot, writing (laughs) his arm completely straight, stretched out. (laughs) I regret nothing. That was a really good impression. I can do a good eating a butt. But Onaya is like pulling the fart dust out of his brain and devouring <laughs> it. <It's laughs> she talks about the chakras and all this bullshit. Yeah, Star I, Trek balloon I, bullshit. I love the like fully 90s explanation of like, and the ancient Indians believed in chakras. Yeah. If that's not yeah. still a part of modern yeah, life in they, India. Yeah, they still would. <laughs> they still would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's head jizzing and she's fully lapping it up and uh we'll take a quick commercial break on that thought oh my god i was ready to head jizz we'll be right back after these messages after these messages we'll be right back 
newest beer can tops have ring tabs made of aluminum from Alcoa. Now beer cans are a cinch to open. Ring tab tops make them a cinch to open. Another change for the better with Alcoa aluminum. Welcome back. Hopefully you buy that good or service so we can keep the lights on. Don't. Alcoa aluminum products. <laughs> we still doing that, huh? I'll put every goddamn Alcoa commercial I can find into this fucking show. It's wild that we didn't know what Alcoa was, and now we're just a big advertisement for it. Alcoa presents M-Class Podcast. <laughs> the Alcoa M-Class Podcast Happy Hour. Now we'll bring out the Alcoa Dancers. Oh, they have bunny tails. Dance if you want it. Okay, so it's the next day. Loxon and Odo are playing. Oh, we didn't even talk about how he got bloody-nosed. Uh, that didn't happen yet. No, it did. No, it didn't. Okay, it didn't. Look, fucker. <laughs> I'm the one staring directly at the script. If we keep using that foul language, Alcoa won't re-up on their ads. That's true. Fuckers. What, why did Alcoa sponsor us then? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. Especially because they're a company from 40 years ago. They wouldn't know. Yeah, nothing is made in this country anymore. They're not a company here no. <laughs> Alcoa, China, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Loxana and Odo are having like a shape-shifting game of hide-and-seek. Which is adorable. It is super cute. Like, straight up Loxana is like, you're this thing. And he's like, ah, oh, good eye. And she's like, I haven't had this much fun in ages. And he's like, you know what? I haven't either. And he's he's jump, he like time. jumps off of the sculpture yeah. thing. Yeah, he's like, he's like Peter Panish in that. Yeah, he's I- impish, not and impotent. Impish. No. Well, we don't know. I mean, he probably isn't. Odo gets a call that Loxana's husband Jayal has arrived on the station. More like Jay off. <laughs> Fuck you! I've been waiting thirty-two minutes to say that. Good job. It was all <laughs> worth it. Definitely. <laughs> Odo uh, uh, harangues Jayal into the security office. Trumped up charges. With absolutely no reason. And he's like, look. Full cavity search. <laughs> I've been cavity searched eight times. By the way, this is um, Kang. The, oh! The Klingon Kang and also Mr. Freeze. That's the voice. Yes. That's why. I was like, this guy's voice is amazing. Yeah, that's him, baby. I was like, I could listen to this dude and Onaya talk at my microphone <laughs> all night. Um, but he's like, what am I doing here? And he's like, my beloved. Loxana is not going to give your child up. And he's, she's like, well, he ha- she has to because I'm her husband and the child belongs to me. Yes, I am also a forehead guy and our tradition says I'm, that I nose, must cure my wife. My nose goes directly into my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Odo's like, look. When uh, a child, a male child is born, it's the property of the mother's husband. And JL's yeah. like, oh, so you agree with me? And he's like, no, because by the time that baby's born, you won't be the mother's husband anymore. Loophole, bitch. 
And JL's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. And JL's yeah. like, well, I'm going to come to the ceremony. And if you don't really love her like you say you do, I'm going to fucking untimely rip that baby out and slam dunk it back into my fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. No, that's what Odo says. He goes, holy shit. <laughs> Damn, fuck, man. That's fucking graphic. It has to be a Tavnian <laughs> ceremony as well, which makes no sense. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> what, what? So, wait. So this guy just gets to be like, I don't buy it, right? Yeah, and then pretty much. Everyone goes home? <laughs> How does that work? It seems like he should, he's a man of honor, at least, because at the end of the thing, he could have been like, nah, I don't fucking buy it. It's over. Give that would have been hilarious. Nah, I ain't buying this shit. <laughs> but, uh... The the idea is that Odo and Luoxana will only be married for a few months, so that Tavni and Law switches over, and uh, then they'll get an annulment. Yeah, you know, just a just your typical scam green card marriage. <laughs> but it's for a baby. But it's for a baby because Tavnians are psychos, psychopaths. I mean, that is us putting our. Uh, Earth human, what do you call it, on their society? Oh, blah, our, blah, our, blah, our, blah. our system of morality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know. Seems, seems right to seems me. Seems right to me, but I'm a human. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'll stick with my, with my morality um, on this one. Jake is writing his new story, and Onaya is uh, just sucking the jizz right out of his brain the whole oh, time. Oh, man. He's been that. This is like like fucking sixteen hours later. And yeah. He's still going, and uh, <laughs> while he's writing, like a little drop of blood goes plop. There it onto is. Onto the thing, and Onaya's like, "Look, Jake, you need to rest. You need to come back refreshed and do your story better." He's like, "Bitch, don't tell me what to do." Jake is like, "I'm on a hot streak, baby. I gotta keep going." Which, I mean, I think we've all felt that way when we're making something. Like, I'm tired, but I gotta finish this. I'm That's so my default. That's my default. Yeah, mine too. Go do it. Just finish it. I gotta finish this. Yeah. And uh, but Jake is is nose bleeding at this point, so we know this Onaya lady ain't on the up and up. Yeah, something's up. This this sixty year old woman lures a teenager to her room and starts rubbing <laughs> his head. I don't know. This feels weird. I uh, I'm a big fan of everybody showing up to Odo and Luoxana's wedding. Like I don't even know they're fucking dating. What's happening, <laughs> dude? We're already at this part. Well, nothing happens in this episode. This man. episode is stupid. But, uh, like, Odo has to give, like, a fucking soliloquy about his love for Loxana, or JL is gonna be like, fuck this shit, give me that baby. I love his first, uh, attempt. His first, he's like, she's she's nice and I like her. She Uh, is good at making tea. uh, Let's get married, what do you say? And JL's like, am I the only one who finds this a pale declaration of love? But Odo, when I was trying to save my wife Nora from the disease that infects her, <laughs> yes, Batman, I'd kill for that marriage. I would kill for Nora. I would kill for that baby. <laughs> uh, but Odo takes another shot at it. He he says his true feelings about Loaxana and their friendship and how much she really means yeah. to him because she is the first person. Whoever takes the time to get to know him beyond just being like a solid form guy. 
Yeah, everyone else sort of is just like Odo's Odo when he's like a a, a person. Yeah, when he's like, a right? bag, he's a bag. Yeah, he's, not he's a bag. He's a bag. Yeah. When he's a Gunji Jackdaw, he's not Odo. But he gives a beautiful little speech, and Jail is like, "Fine, this, I accept your love, and I will leave quietly." <laughs> I will take my sexy voice and go back to this shitty planet where we don't know about women till we're fully erect. <laughs> He's like, when the boy is born, please talk well of me. And if I was Loxon, I would have been like, how about you take those good words and shove them right up your asshole? Yeah, where was this shit like two fucking months ago? Or You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, bro? And Quark is like, everybody come to the bar. I'm throwing a wedding party. And he's like, I'm at, a hopeless romantic. At this point, I was like, can we please go to the party? <laughs> I was like, can we please just go somewhere? Worf is still sitting there staring into the distance. <laughs> His karate gi has like spider webs on it. <laughs> There's a bird's nest on his head. And Loxon is like, oh, we'll tell them about the truth about our marriage after the party. <laughs> Free which, party. Which is like, how pissed would you be? <laughs> I would be pissed if I had to buy them a gift. But since this is like a that doesn't happen type of time period, I'd be like, ah, whatever. It'll just fucking replicate whatever they want. Uh, Jake's <laughs> Jake's tired and weak. And Onaya's like, Jake, you gotta stop. And he's like, no. And he's like, I gotta finish the thing. And she's... She, like, grabs the pen from him, and he's like, oh, I'll go home, but fuck, man, I, I need to go to the Replimat and get myself a sody pop. I gotta, I gotta go eat some fucking juice and <laughs> do some raisins, put some raisins in me. I gotta get my electrolytes back. Yeah, all, uh, all this brain juice. Oh, he does order an orange juice. Yeah, he does. But he, he sits down and just falls on the floor. If I were if I were the people in the Replicant, I'd be like, "Oh, Jake Cisco got fucking wasted." Because <laughs> it's like, what is it like nine a.m. and he's like, yeah. "Orange juice." Give me some orange juice. I'd be like, "This is like college." Like, why I does, why does Jake Cisco look like he's been up all night jizzing? <laughs> More like jizz Cisco. But uh, <laughs> fucking. But um, Doctor Bashir tell is tell Cisco I'm in this episode also. Yeah, I guess Cisco's home now, too. He had a good time. And he needs to be on a neural stabilization field. And Jake is like, where's Onaya? I got more jizz. And they're like, I'm going to find out who this Onaya is. And he leaves. Good thing Jake said that name. And he leaves. And then Onaya fucking, like, instant transmissions into the room. And fucking... Dude, she predators. Karate chops the fucking nurse to death. (laughs) Nurse Tanaga, right? It just Tanaga. says the nurse on that. She has a name. They say her name. Oh, Tagana. Tagana. There it is. Jake wakes up and she's like, it's time to finish your story. And then he, she fucking drags him into a Jeffrey's tube. Just fucking tick. She's like just a fucking bloated tick. Yeah, at this point. pretty much. But <laughs> uh, anyway, fucking, they, they find Jake. It's, they're just in like a one of the access conduits and yeah. Cisco is like get away from my baby you fucker and Onaya's like I gotta suck the jizz and <laughs> then um, she's like uh, the process of me feeding kills them but it gives them immortality through art yeah which and then Cisco uh, shoots her <laughs> 
cool. Yeah, he shoots her and nothing happens. She shoots her and then she turns into uh, glitter and flies off into space. She's Glimmer from the She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes... Meow, meow. And, and then she get, has warp capability. Yeah, she's fully warp capable. <laughs> but, like, uh, Loxon is like, Odo, I'm going to go back to Beta Zed. And Odo's like, no, nah, you should stay. And she's like, oh, you just want, like, somebody to stay so you can take care of them and be friends. But I love you, and that wouldn't be the same. Yeah, she she says this completely, insanely rational, well-thought-out yeah, reason. She's like, if I stay, it'll only be, be because you want to take care of somebody, and then I'll resent you for that because I love you. And that's not fair to either of us, so... And they and do this little goodbye husband, goodbye wife thing. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, and then Jake starts on his novel for real. And it's Anselm, the novel from the future episode. The alternate oh, that's the, episode. that's the novel. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, according to supplementary material, Anselm means father in Bajoran. Oh. The end... Wow, this was the shortest episode of M-Class Podcast we've ever done. Yeah, we're at like the 40-minute mark or something. It's not... <laughs> I don't even fucking know what to talk about. Well, what we'll do is we'll give our uh, review, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about fucking Rings of Power for a few minutes. Yeah, fuck that. We'll just do like a shoot the shit. Because <laughs> this episode is fucking... Literally, that's all the things that happen. Yeah, that is everything that happens in this episode. How is it 42 minutes long? How is it... I guess it's like 10 minutes of Jake just, like, writing on paper. (laughs) Right? Well, there are a lot of shots of it, actually. You can read part of the story if you look at the paper. If you freeze frame it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to read Anselm. Uh, I would love to read Anselm, actually. Uh, Josh, what do you think of this episode? What's your review? I mean, it's DS9, and this is like season four, right? This is late season four. Mm-hmm. This feels like a season one episode. It's a little better than that, but I I don't know. It's probably one of my least favorite DS9 episodes. Yeah, when I saw the title The Muse, I was like, well, maybe it's not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and, and, and it, it was, and I, it was. I did not care for it. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I hope it's not that one, and it was. I, I don't know. It's it's a seven, which a Deep Space Nine seven is. That damn, that's that's crazy. That's it's not that great, but at least like I don't know. Some people are in it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like Warp is funny. Yeah, I'm incredulous. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I was I would. If it wasn't for the fact that there is such a genuine, heartfelt friendship and, like, sort of fizzled romance between Odo and Luoxana Troy, and if I didn't love Luoxana Troy as much as I do, I'd give this episode a five. Yeah. But I am going to give it a six because of those factors. Yeah. I I guess I'm I'm giving it a seven because I'm curving it, right? Like, a Deep Space Nine seven is, like, a six or a five. I would say... If I was... Okay, without the curve, definitely a five. And I do like the Luoxana shit. It's cool. Yeah. But also, it's the whole Odo's love life bullshit. I get so fucking tired of that shit. Yeah, Odo's like, love life is quite pathetic. L- Odo <laughs> sucks at loving people. Yes. And I'm tired of watching him suck at it. <laughs> and there's... So... 
I think it's important to point out, because I talked about this before the show, as uh, this whole Muse plot perpetuates a lot of really stupid fucking idiotic ideas about what it means to be a creative person. Yeah, yeah. Like... Super romanticized, like... Like, there's fucking magic in your brain. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The only reason that writers are good at what they do is that they wrote a lot of shit, and then they wrote something that's good. It's like any other thing. It's just like, it's the same same shit. Artists, as if you create art, you made a lot of shitty art before you made anything good. It's pr- it's the same as plumbing. You probably Absolutely. fucked up a bunch of plumbing shit until you got good at it, you, right? Like you made a bunch of like really fucking slipshod plumbing work until you yeah. suddenly became like the god of plumbing, and you were like right. putting fitting together shit perfectly. Then you were Mario. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that you got to go to the Mushroom Kingdom and go on adventures. <laughs> and love the princess. It's um, it's true of literally anything, but for some reason, like, the creative pursuits, like, the liberal arts are seen as, like, untouchable and magical by people who don't participate in them. It is a strange dichotomy, though, because I also... Ha- I know that you know this very well, too, since our parents are boomers. Mm-hmm. Like, the boomer mentality of of people who write and make art is is thought very low. Oh, yeah, that's not a real you know? job. Right. And it's like, it always kills me because, like, that, like people would say that to me or whatever or hint that. Not so much straight out say it, but, like, in, infer that. Oh, people love And then they would go home that. and... And then they would go home and watch their fucking television shows. It's like, who the fuck do you think makes this shit? Absolutely. Like, People yeah, this don't is your whole life. Like, yeah, you watch television six hours a day, and this is your life, and you, you think that this shit just gets fucking made? Like, it drives me fucking crazy. It's not a real job. It's romanticized as being above yeah. making money as well, which yeah. is, yes. like, it could be true if we didn't live in capitalism. Everything would be right. above making money. Everything could be seen as its own art. Right. And uh, but the way we see it is, this, if something is seen as an art form, you shouldn't be paid for it, which well, is that's insane. What, well, it's again, and it's like it's both because my even my own mother has said that to me when I like you know like I'll be like oh like someone like featured my thing what I did or whatever, and she'll be like oh did you get paid for it? It's like no, you don't always get paid for shit. You know no. what I mean? Like it's not about that all the time. Like it's it's, it's oh it's, my god. In a perfect world, I would be able to just make art and podcasts and write and shit and not yeah. have to worry about bills and money and yeah. it wouldn't matter. But exactly. we live under capitalism where you should be paid for your labor regardless of what your labor is. Which is why we have Patreon.com yes. slash M-Class Podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> that, we sh- that's what our commercials should really be. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a capitalist hellscape. But Hey, Jeff, have you ever noticed we live in a capitalist hellscape? You know what, Josh? I hadn't thought about it in the last 25 seconds, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think about it more often than I think about sex. <laughs> it's, uh... But yeah, this this episode perpetuates this idea that there's some sort of magic behind like yeah. creating something, writing specifically, and there's not. Like, no, there's no there's no such thing as like talent is a misnomer. In my point, 
in, mm-hmm. in my point of view. Like, everything is a skill that has been worked on to get you to that point. Like, I talk about how I hadn't written any horror stories, just outright written any horror stories before Bros Before Pros. Yeah. But I certainly had written a lot of shit. Right, and right. Some of it probably, some of it had horror elements in it. But like I've been writing since I was a kid. Yeah. Like uh, writing little stories, coming up with little ideas, and like playing them out in my head. Like I've been working to be able to be decent for a podcast about giggles for right. a long time. Well, here, I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say, since I didn't see you do any of that shit, uh, that Mm, you're talented to me. Makes sense. (laughs) So I think it's pure, raw, unfiltered talent, since I wasn't there watching you write and sucking the hedges out of your brain. It's, um, like, I've been drawing (laughs) since I was three. and um, Which is crazy. Really, when I think about that, I should be a lot better than I am. But when other people think about that, they think, oh, you just always had a talent for art, and that's why you did it. But yeah, I did it yeah. because I, I just like to draw. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it becomes a philosophical question, right? Like, well, what is the real reason I want to do stuff? And, and who knows? I don't fucking know. Maybe it's I mean, a there, fucking past life or something. Who fucking knows, There could right? be something different in the brain chemistry of people who want to create as compared to people who don't. Sure. Like, but um, if you if you want to create, you can. Yeah, just, you can. Just be. I think the biggest difference between people who do go out and create stuff and people who don't, is, but want to, is that people who go out and create stuff are um, cool with the fact that it's going to be garbage. Yeah, we're. I think there's a one of the key factors is that we have suffered through lots of humiliation and abuse in our life. <laughs> and therefore we have a thick psychological callus that we can it could, like it could be it could be actually it could have something yeah. to do with it but like it might be when, that. when you create something and you've never done it before if you try to do something like if you try to go do some plumbing you're gonna fuck your house up because you don't know what you're doing yet. Yeah, you're probably going to fuck your ass up. And <laughs> you should look up some tutorials first, whether it's Thank art or plumbing. Yeah, yeah. And be aware that, like, if you're not going to plumb as well as somebody who's been doing it for 30 years, yeah, you're going to have to work to get to that level. And um, there's this great thing that, like, I read somewhere, and I wish I could attribute it, but somebody said, man... I've uh, I've been studying Spanish for a year now, and I can barely talk at a sixth at like a third grade level. Yeah, well, what do you think one year old yeah. kids do? Right? Like, I, I've, yeah. been, I've been studying it for one year, and I can barely talk at a third grade level. And the response the person has is, "How long do you think it took someone at a third grade level to be able to talk at that level?" Yeah, a it year. took them a lot longer than that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's how you're eight in third grade, right? So eight yeah, years. It took them eight years to be able to be able to read, write, and speak Spanish that well. It took you one, and you're complaining about it. Yeah, like yeah, it's tough. It's, it's really tough to learn something new, whether it be a skill or like anything. It's really tough, and it's all about whether you're willing to go through that or not. It's uh, a forehead lady doesn't rip the space jizz out of your brain and you get real good. I mean, speak for yourself. That's what <laughs> happened to me. If only. 
Oh god, my nose is bleeding. <laughs> it's it's a it's a frustration because like so many people our age are like, oh, I wish I could draw, and I'm like, well, just start. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. You're like, gonna suck to begin with. Like some days I suck, and I've been doing it for thirty years. Like yeah, there's just times when you just don't have the gas in the tank. Yeah, you know, and like just you, you build up the ability to not suck as you go along, and as an adult. Um, it's not this. People say it's a lot easier to learn languages when you're younger, and that's probably true. But right. I find it a lot easier to learn how to do artistic things now that I'm older. I feel like yeah, I have you the ability logic. to wrap my brain around. Yeah, a lot more. yeah, absolutely. So uh, just go for it, man. There also, I, I, I know. Uh, this is gonna piss off old people. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> But be there pissed. also seems to be a willingness for younger people to accept that they um, can do something, right? Oh, true. Like, my parents, they do not, they can't, they just, they, they seemingly are physically incapable of doing certain things. Oh, yeah. And they're not. It's not, that's not true. They can. I think, but I think that's the difference, like, when you meet an older person who just exudes this young energy. Yeah. It's because they're still learning and growing. And they haven't given up. They, <laughs> yeah. they have the, like, that light in them of yeah. gaining knowledge and ability still. And, and maybe that's computer. Maybe that's because we grew up with computers and we were, like, when I first had Windows, like, I, nobody fucking told me how no, to use it. I had no idea. I just idea had to how figure to it anything. out, right? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, I'm not going to break anything, right? Like, whatever, it's fine. And we had, like, know. some transferable knowledge at that point that, like, older folks yeah. didn't. Where, like, an older, like, a boomer would look at a mouse and be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? But to right. us, that's just a video game controller with a different setup. Yeah, it's just a different button. Different yeah. type of button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it's I think buttons. the first step towards becoming old is to not try to do the things you want to do. Yeah. So don't do sad. that. <laughs> yeah, just do whatever you want. And um, it's also not important to be good at things. That's not really important. As long as no. you're enjoying doing something, that's all that really and you, matters. And you don't have to also, you don't have to like, this isn't art school, no, right? There's nothing to you live up to. You don't have to live up to anything. You don't have to show people stuff no. if you're not comfortable with it. Absolutely. You can just like have it, and it can be yours, and you don't have to be critiqued on it. There's, right? there's something really special about that. Like, I I love making something and just keeping it for me. Yeah. I don't do it's, a whole lot of that these days. Well, nobody does because no. of the world we live in. We we have to monetize our it. hobbies. Right, exactly. Well, definitely we do. Millennials do. Yeah. I do. You know. Well, that's the thing is like right now I don't. The only thing that I do just for me is play video games and watch TV. Yeah, the only thing I do just for me is uh, I invite an ASMR forehead alien over <laughs> and just get the jizz sucked right out of my skull. Just that's the that's me time that's me t that's josh's time that's, that's you and her time <laughs> i put a fucking scrunchie on the doorknob nobody comes that's in. meal time is what that is <laughs> meal time <laughs> um i guess the the moral of the story is uh do stuff if you want to do stuff and if you don't don't worry about it 
The moral of the story is, if you like M-Class Podcasts, go to patreon.com slash M-Class Podcasts. Please give us money. And for a dollar a month, you can get all this good stuff and uh, get a little hint of what we're going to do in the next part. Because this episode is the shortest fucking thing we've ever done. Yeah, we're actually going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and talk about uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. The so, Things of Power. If you haven't seen that, you can just turn the podcast off. Yeah, this uh, is we'll the spoiler part. We'll go ahead and do part. the ending for the podcast right now, and then we'll do oh, it smart. again at the end. So, um, thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Races, our theme song. Cool Eats Hot Treats, anywhere you find Vitizen's great music. <laughs> um, follow him on Twitter, at underscore Vitizen underscore, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at Podcast. And I hear you yeah. out there right now. You're thinking, Jeff, where do I go if I want all the newest links and hot news for M-Class Podcast? Well, uh, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll spill the beans. I'll give you the secret. <laughs> you go to mclasspodcast.com, you dummy. There's links to everything <laughs> wow. we do on there. Merchandise, a list of every episode we've ever done. Uh, a little preview of what we're working on next is on there. Mm-hmm. You gots to get to that website, baby. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash podcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes post wallpapers and a Discord full of your fellow M-Class fans. If you give us a little bit more money, you can get podcasts besides M-Class Podcast, like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, our commentary, our commentary track series for great movies, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, and much, much more. Consider becoming a patron today. If you like the episode, go to wherever you rate and review them and do that. Like iTunes has a thing. And there's a new one. We have a new one, I think. I'll read it. <laughs> oh, you got it already? Shit. Yeah, You're put a it one up. dog. Five stars from Ooh. It's VG. Ooh. Spoilers? Question mark is the title, so I don't know. <laughs> if you like Star Trek and laughing like an idiot, this is definitely the podcast for you. <laughs> Sometimes they spoil how many swords are in a streaming fantasy show. Come on! <laughs> but you can't really hold that against them. I mean, how many swords are even in The Witcher? Like sixty-nine million. <laughs> Somebody's got to have at least two. <laughs> I didn't see where that was going. I'm on board. I'm on board with this already. <laughs> Thank you for that review. Yeah, everybody review us. That'd be really cool. That'd be awesome, yeah. We can't tell you whether to give us a good review or a bad review. Yeah. We have five stars right now. It's amazing. Pretty fucking sick. How many That's reviews great. are we sitting on, Josh? 68, I think. The, the next one will be 69. So close. I know. It was close. Uh, you can shoot us an email to be part of our other program, M-Class Email, at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com. It's always singular. Don't look into it. <laughs> and uh, we will be right back after these messages with our mini-review of the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Right after these messages. In a time when the earth was shared by wizards, goblins, trolls, dragons, and hobbits. Most excellent hobbit. A reluctant hobbit 
wee hobbits of plain, quiet folk. Adventures make one late for dinner. Would become a legendary hero. Who are you and where do you come from? I am Mr. Bilbo Baggins. It's a fantastic journey through a magic kingdom. Simply enchanting. J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. Welcome back, everybody. I would like to reiterate, if you have not seen Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, or you're interested in it in any way, shape, or form, uh, but haven't seen it, Please don't listen to this. We are probably going to spoil some things. I'm going to spoil the whole goddamn show, and I've only seen the two episodes that are out. Yeah, I actually already know what's going to happen for the rest of the show, because I've, I've read parts of the Cimmerillion. So. Yeah, if you know, if you know, you know already, yes. right? Also, like, I know the backstory to Lord of the Rings already, so... Yeah, I, I'm not too familiar, so I, I do have some questions. Well, maybe I can answer them. So, uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, actually. I, um, I was already prepared, because I saw the, like, Days of Our Lives opening thing that they made for oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> well, they always do that, because fucking Game of Thrones did that shit, right? Jesus. Like, so I you was... gotta have this epic fucking opening. Like, no, not like that. The one where it was, like, the black background, and they, like, faded into it and looked towards the camera, one character after another. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see it's that It's, like, one. the opposite of Days of Our Lives, where the characters uh, fade are out. on a white background and fade out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> but it turned out just to be like an advertising thing. Like, the actual opening is like the big epic, like, yeah. Game of Thrones-esque close-up on some shit shaking. Yeah, the one the one with the fade in and out was probably for buses and moving billboards Could and shit, be. right? Could be, actually. Like New York when they put but, that um, shit up. The uh the show itself is like uh I'll I'll do the good points first. The good okay. points that I really enjoy. The show is beautiful. Visually. It's- it's stunning looking. Stunning visually. Like, it it lives up to Lord. Of, I know it's a little, it's a little different because yes. Lord of the Rings was shot on film and this is not shot on film. No. So you can tell that that's the thing, but that's fine. I'm not it's, a film. It's dick it's sucker. beautiful and like in the second episode, there's some there's like so much Peter Jacksonness. Yeah. In the second episode, like they do full-on, like, Dutch-angle close-up gross-out shots of yes. the dwarves, which is so Peter Jackson. That's so Peter... That's really clever of them. Yes. And it's smart that they did that. I love the shot of the drunk dwarves. Yes. <laughs> They're so drunk. I, my favorite one of the dwarves in the audience, I got two favorites, the, the like, gray-haired one with the giant nose who's, like, screaming at the top of his Yeah, lungs. he's just yelling. And the one who's asleep. The sleeping the one. <laughs> And then yeah. he goes, oh, yeah. The sleeping <laughs> one reminds me of my friend Jim when we were in college. And he would always fall asleep when we were, like, watching stuff and drinking. And we would <laughs> we would pretend to celebrate something to wake him up. And he'd go, ah! And he would start clapping, and then he would go back to sleep. That's great. And That's... we'd be like, yeah, he's fucking, he's done. It's <laughs> visually beautiful, like, some incredible cinematography. Um, the, uh... The characterization of the dwarves is so fucking fun and spot on. And, yeah. like, there's there's this 
part in the second episode, which I find like way better than the first episode, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, for all the setup in the first episode, but in the second part we meet uh, Durin the second. Yeah. And um, Elrond is like, oh, like he's my blood brother, basically. Like, yeah, we're fucking pals, greatest friends. Yeah. And Dur- he'll welcome us with like a hall of mead and drink, trumpets and, and yeah, all this shit. Yeah. And Durin refuses to let him in. I love how the, the, the dwarf is like, no. <laughs> he just like shuts the door. But right. like, you're wondering this whole time because they have like a competition where like Elrond's gonna get banished from the kingdom forever if he doesn't win and he loses. Yeah, he loses and, on purpose though, yeah. right? He like, cause he could go forever, right? He's fucking, he's an elf. Like, they don't care. Like, Durin, <laughs> Durin is like, you know, like, I'll escort you out. Like, uh, you're no friend of mine and everything. And you're wondering, yeah. like, are what the fuck just, happened? Yeah. Are dwarves just gonna be like assholes in this or whatever? Yeah. But then Durin is like, He's mad because his best friend didn't come to his wedding or he's see ma- his yeah. children. And he's you're mad because like, oh, he's been Durin. gone for twenty years. Like, and and he's like, twenty years for an elf is like nothing. But I'm a dwarf. Like, that's like a lifetime, right? Like, yeah. and, and you're like, like, oh man. You're like, oh Durin. Like, you feel yeah. for him. Like, he misses his best friend. Yeah. He's angry because of it. Yeah, it's very sweet. And it's nice. You meet his wife. Um, yeah. Damn. What is her name? I don't remember her. I don't. I barely remember his name. <laughs> Durin's wife. Brings Durin the is the is the. He's like the fucking dwarf, right? Like he's like. Oh, he's Dur. He's Durin the fourth, actually. Like the original Durin is the like original the is, dwarf. Yeah, the the dwarf who like founded all the cities and shit, right? Like. But dwarves live for like a long time too, don't they? Yeah, they live they like 200, 300 years. Yeah, but elves are like fucking ridiculous. Disa is her name. Disa nuts. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that shit. Podcast over. Uh, I think maybe it's Disa, but it, I'll say they don't Disa say it. it's funnier. I don't think they say they it. They do. Like, he introduces oh, her to Elrond. Yeah. But, like, she was absolute. Her relationship with Durin was absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, she's great. so great. Yeah, she's like a dwarf wife right yeah. it's like everything you know what it reminded me a lot of it reminded me and this is a compliment mm-hmm. this it reminded me of the scotsman from uh samurai jack oh man that is a i love the scotsman from samurai yeah. jack like so when good. the scotsman and jack are like they're like friends and he goes over to his house it's like the he same his feeling wife, who's yeah. like even more of a badass than yep. he is yep that was and like <laughs> She, there's this moment where, like, he's, Durin's like, well, he could leave when he wants. And she just, like, gives him this fucking, like, wife yeah. look. And he's wife like, look, well, I didn't yeah. mean it. And he's like, all right, all right. I love how the kids are running around with fucking dwarf helmets on and they're slamming into each other. It's like, um, yep. So I loved all of that stuff. And overall, like, positive experience with the show. Yeah. Um,. Uh, some stuff that I liked that people were, like, angry about for some reason. Oh, yeah, well, there's always gonna be this, um, right? Galadriel being a badass makes sense. She's described Galadriel is as, a badass. She's described as one of, like, the most powerful of the elves. Yeah, she's, like, basically a demigod, right? Yes. Like, like, there's a reason why she's on a council yeah. with, like, two living demigods. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, yeah. And people were mad that she killed a troll. 
Yeah, that part was great, though. Also, like, I don't... like, did you not see Legolas kill a million men and an oliphant by himself? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, at the end of, like, the trilogy, like, the three heroes are, like, legendary Fuck, they're like an army unto themselves, yeah, right? They're slaughtering everybody. It reminds me of, uh, <laughs> did you ever play Dynasty Warriors? Yes. Yeah, like the generals in Dynasty Warriors yes. who were just like mowing through hundreds yeah. of soldiers. They're like, when you get to be a Jedi in Battlefront, you're yeah. just like, I'm killing everybody. Absolutely. Like, that's what they're like. And, and like, Galadriel's the same like, thing. Yeah. Legolas is like one one millionth the power level, let's say, of glad right it's over like, nine thousand. <laughs> like legolas is a very like powerful elf he has a powerful bloodline through thranduil yeah and his like royal lineage but like he's like fourth generation removed from the undying lands galadriel is the yeah. original fucking generation of elves yeah she's from there and she like is hyper strong She's, I love her power they... is ultimate. She is brawly. Her power is ultimate. <laughs> yeah, well, like that's the thing when she like gets offered the ring, right? She's she's like, "Tell have a quid," and she turns into this yeah. like fucking demon, right? Like, and then she says, she's "No." Powerful enough to like that if she would have gotten the ring, it would have been worse than Sauron having. Yeah, almost. Sauron's were. Yeah, he, yeah, and yeah. I love that. I love. They're that mad she... that she killed a troll with a sword. Well, they're mad about the brown people, right? Yeah, they're, they're mad, mad about... that she's a woman and she did that, yeah. and they're mad that there are black characters in the show. I don't. Which I... is like you could believe in elves and hobbits and dwarves and shit, yeah, but, not but not that black they people have pigment yeah. in their skin. I don't. It's a lot. This is very Star Trek like for me. I don't understand why you wouldn't want a world that's inclusive like this. I I very much do yeah, not understand. Absolutely. This. Well, that was like. In in like a fantasy like the fantasy world that like I created, one day maybe somebody will see something of this. I'll make like a comic or something. Yeah. But in the fantasy world I've created, like I took the, one of the only things that I really liked from The Hobbit and incorporated it. Where like nobody mentions this in The Hobbit, but all the elves look the same race, all the dwarves look the same race, and humans are played by tons of different races of people. Yeah, they're all different. So, yeah. like, I kept that in, like, my setting where, like, elves are, elves and dwarves are not human. They're very, like, sort of inhuman in the way in my setting. But, like, yeah. humans are known for being incredibly diverse and different. And, and that's what gives us the, the power. Yeah, that's, that's why we're that's powerful. That's, like our thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're and powerful because we can. We're like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Whereas elves are like, well, we can't do that because elf shit. Yeah, right? we're elves. We're, yeah. we're only good at this and this. We don't do that. And there's, uh, well, shit. Viper just went by outside. Hopefully, Viper. He already got to your house. He He's got flying, to my house. Dude. That was like an hour, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the um, uh, but like the thing about people being mad that there are black people in Lord of the Rings is like, and they're like, well, Tolkien didn't say that there were black people. Like, Tolkien didn't describe the he physical didn't describe anybody. of most yeah. characters. Yeah, the, the the most you get about, like, uh, what's his name from The Hobbit, the human archer guy, what's his name? Oh, Bard? Bard, yeah. yeah. Is that he was an archer guy. <laughs> like, yeah. That's That's the only fucking thing that they say about him, right? Like, like there's... 
you're a racist if you believe this. If you think there yeah. should not be people of color in Lord that's of the Rings, the reason why you feel that is that you're a racist. That's race. That's racism, yes. No, I, t- for sure. And, I mean, the fucking Harfoots, the proto-hobbits, man. Like, I love them. That was like, I was like, holy fuck, like... And I immediately thought of Willow because Oh dude, I said the same thing. Because yeah, it's it's Willow and I was like, man, I hope the fucking Willow show is like half as good as this, they, right? They were, I told when Crystal and I were watching it, I was like, Oh, this reminds me so much of Willow. They're like the yeah. Nelwyn. Yeah, they because they live in like trees. Like literally they live in like trees, yeah, right? They like, live in like burrows and shit. Yeah. And like I love the like wise man of the village with like his giant white sideburns. Yeah, and he's like looking at the stars and he like I love that shit cuz it's like like stars to them are like magic like, yeah, cuz they don't know absolutely. what the fuck they are, right? I I love <laughs> that like um in the first episode, the Harfoots were the only things that, like... Because, like, we'll, we'll get to the thing that, like, my my problem with the series. But It we, might have to do with my question of... of I have... I, I think I know who the thing... The guy is. Like, I think oh, I know who it is. Well in spoilers. Yeah. Uh, like, it's Sauron, right? Like, that's well, Sauron. That's the misdirection, I think. Yeah. Because, you, like, the idea we, is... You think it's, to think it's Gandalf. Yeah, but it's Sauron. Yeah. I think it's Sauron. Because well, Sauron... it, it looks the, a lot like him. It does look yeah. like Christopher Lee. And Sauron was the first wizard to arrive. Yeah, he's the first one. And he does the yelling, which yeah. Sauron is always like... Oh, la, 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 la. He's, like, shouts at the yeah, mountain, I, th- right? I think that's the misdirection, but I could be wrong. But I, I, also I, I could that. not imagine a modern television series like this not having it be a misdirection. Yeah. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Sauron because he um, is the first one. And I'm fine I, knew, with I did that. know that. I'm fine with that. But like, um, in the first episode, what is it, Nori? Yeah, the little Hobbit. girl. The little Hobbit girl was like the only character that I genuinely liked. That I felt anything yeah, for. Yeah. The first episode is really bad at making you connect to these characters. Well, I, I don't like the elf is, guy. That yeah, much. He's so because emotionless. He's, he's a robot. He's like fucking. Uh, yeah, he's like well, a, that, an elf robot. That's my problem with that thing is like, uh, like Nori is the only character that I really connected with, if that is her name. I um, think it's her name. She's the only character that I really connected with on any sort of human level. But the characters I should have connected with on a human level and still have are the humans. <laughs> are um, the. Uh, Elven guardian guy and yeah, the, the medicine woman. Yeah, because they are like supposed in to be love. in love, but yeah. they don't act like it. No, they they are, but they're it's and it's like is the dad of the kid him? Like you know, there's a lot of weird like, and the kid like obviously hates elves because everyone yeah. hates elves because they're like the cops, right? They're well, that's like the thing oh, that, the elves like, the are show, here. I feel like there's a missing element in the explanation of the show. Yeah. Um, they talk about it, like the two, the elven guardian guy and the actual leader of his troop talk about yeah, this on top his, of the like, tower for a second, but yeah. they don't use the terminology um, that would let people know what they're talking about. They're because kind of they're occupiers, like, right? They're, they're like, kind of. Um, yeah. They talk about how, like, how the people here sided with Sauron. Right. And the way the show frames it is like maybe they're full of shit, but yeah. they're not. These the place that they're guarding is where the Easterlings live. 
Right, and the East people always side with Sauron. Yeah, right. the Easterlings were the ones who sided with um, Morgoth, and then Morgoth. Yeah, they they're being occupied by the Elves to make sure they don't go evil again. Right, and um, they do eventually. They they join Sauron again. Of course, but that's sort of the question that Tolkien left it up to the reader is do they go evil again because they're inherently evil or do they or go do evil they... again because they've been occupied this whole time yeah or do they just go evil because Sauron's there and like what else are you gonna fucking do well, right? like it's either join yeah. him or be crushed yeah. right or yeah or leave or whatever right yeah but that's the question is like are they inherently evil or do they do it because they've been forced to do it by the occupying elves like, well they kind of make you think that they are evil because they, the kid finds the blood sword, right? Yes. The whatever, the Morgul blade or whatever, and like it's like, why was somebody hiding this? It's like kind of how like a Nazi hides like yeah. his Nazi well, memorabilia. Well yeah, it was definitely the farmer or whatever was hiding his like family's weapon yeah. that was used when they were soldiers of Morgoth. Yeah, and that sword is uh, also fucking radical. It's rad as fuck, <laughs> dude. It's like a skeletal hand for the for the hilt and it's like holy but shit, like, this sword rules. I like I liked Nori in the first episode, but in the second second episode I I felt a connection to Durin because yeah. I really like I you have to understand where he's coming from when he finally lets it loose, why he feels the way he does. Yeah. I like Disa a lot, a ton she was really funny, so I really connected to those characters. And I mean like yeah. I'm mountain folk. I know what it's Yeah, you're to be a, dwarf. a you're a dwarf, yeah. <laughs> I'm the like... biggest dwarf that ever lived. <laughs> and... I did get sort of tired of like Galadriel swimming around for forty five yeah, minutes. I was like, right. and I, I mean like, like okay. Somebody, somebody made a point that, like, uh, well, wait a minute. Elon Musk made a point. Oh, shit. That was no. incredibly stupid and short sighted. He was like, all the um, men, like, males that we've met so far are either uh, cowards, idiots, or uh, villains. That's which like. Is- not, not true. True at all. Elrond is not that. No. The guy on the boat on the raft isn't yeah. really like Dur- that. Durin like, isn't like that. But yeah. like every human we meet is is a piece of shit. That's yeah, because humans because humans suck, right? We suck ass. We suck ass in the trilogy too. Yeah, we suck ass, except Aragorn, who's like part elf way back. Is yeah. Why. So that's my other question, and right? Faramir. Like, yeah, Faramir. Yeah, my my. So the the dude that the Watchman elf and the woman are, they're Aragorn's ancestors, right? No, like they have to be. No, Aragorn. Uh, the when this is set, um, uh, Aragorn is Dunedain, which yeah, he means lives that for a like his ancestors were on Numenor. But he's part elf, isn't he? Yeah, but like way, 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 way back there, like long, like bef- during the War of Morgoth. Oh, so is when still, the Numenorians okay. were like at their height, and that's well, because I thought that because they say like, oh, don't you know what happens when an elf tries to love a human? It's well, tragic. they're definitely and... paralleling Aragorn and Arwen with these. I kids. see. Also, Elrond is half elven. Oh, he is. Yes. 
He he's known as Elrond half elven even, and uh, that's why like the one guy talks about him moving up politically, and oh, Galadriel the... like says that he's not he's like becoming a, a politician, but he'll never really be able to. Yeah, it's because he's yeah. half elven. Yeah, I like how they do like they talk about the forge where they're gonna make the sword. Right? Yeah, like. Did That's you ever cool. play um, Shadow of Mordor? No, I it's on my wish list and I uh, never bought it. Celebrimbor is in that. Yeah, that's yes, yes. And uh, so I was excited to see him, although he's of course nothing like the game. But um, yeah, he's real like fucking if you, like someone's if you know, rich uncle. <laughs> if you know the backstory, like poor Celebrimbor gets absolutely fucked. What happens to him? Um, I, I guess it's. Uh, spoiler for spoilers. Yeah, more um, spoilers. <laughs> We're getting deep deeper now. spoilers. Celebrimbor <laughs> yeah. um, is the one who Sauron, in his elven disguise, tricks into helping him create the rings of. Power. Oh, so he gives the rings out, and right? then yeah. Sauron makes the One Ring himself to control right. them. To control them, and Celebrimbor is so stricken with grief and guilt for what he's done that he tries to stop Sauron, and Sauron keeps his head on a pike. At the front of his armies forever. Does it stay there? I mean, it, I'm sure it rots or something. But <laughs> he doesn't like, like lacquer it up or put like plastic around. <laughs> but a poor Celebrimbor, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, fucking, you know, it's a trick. Well, I mean, like, I feel like somebody should have picked up on some red flag, right? Like Sauron couldn't have been like full on just normal guy. Well, I think what they're I think what they're gonna do right is they're gonna make it seem like Sauron is like uh sowing for peace right or like he he's like the, a leader the way, but he's not like a he's like a more of a po- like you said a politician the, right? way, like, the way I think they're gonna go about it is that um Sauron in his disguise as an elf is just gonna show up and you, they're not going to tell you it's Sauron I know who it is though I already know yeah. who it is um I don't think he's been introduced yet. No, but he's the the dude who plays Vecna. Is that's Sauron? Oh well, like he um, he's gonna show up as an elf and be like, "Yo, I got this great plan for how Calibrimbor. You know, you know, you want to change Middle Earth yeah. forever. I got this yeah. great plan that'll help you. It's you, these oh, rings okay. of great power we can make together." Yeah. So you think oh, that's a good point? That's that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought maybe it would just be like, "Oh, well, so you know, kind of how like you know, like." The Sith are evil in Star Wars: The Old Republic, but also they're smart enough to be like, "Well, let's like just take it easy for a little bit." You well, know, sure. what I mean? that's <laughs> sort of what Sauron's forces are kind of doing at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like they're amassing and they're taking out small targets as they go along, like how they took out that village. Yeah, that part was dope. Yeah, that was very Witcher. That part, yes. the fight in the house. I was like, "This is like the Witcher." And uh, I thought it was kind of silly. It made me Spoiler laugh alert. quite often. Did you know that the Witcher has two swords? All right. Well, we got to shut the podcast down. <laughs> no. Um, oh, my only complaint with the first two episodes is uh, it. I don't care what happens to a lot of these characters yet, unfortunately. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like they could have done more to in, in like bring you into Galadriel's vengeance. Yeah, they like, they do a Galadriel for Galadriel, which is weird, right? Yeah. Because, like, in the beginning of the trilogy, Galadriel's like, here's the fucking story, right? Yes. And they do that for her, and you're like, okay, well, and uh, like, all right. You, f- you don't... 
there's a missing connection between audience and her anger. Like, you can see it, but you yourself mm. don't feel it. You don't feel and it, And I right. think it's because too many people continuously tell her that she's harming them by doing this. Yeah. They they didn't let us get into her revenge before we started to see the downfall of it. No, that's a good... That's a really good point. And um, she's a fucking badass. Uh, the only... The only complaint that I have is that half of the costuming is excellent, and the other <laughs> half of the constu- costuming is really bad for some reason. Well, the elves look amazing, right? Yeah, like, except the armor that they wore for like the for their trip back. Yeah, yeah when they fucking... go back and their and like their ceremony, it is the goofiest, most ill-fitting plastic it, armor I've ever seen. It looks. Uh, what's the word? It looks sparse. It's not... Yeah, and, like, it, yeah. the armor that Galadriel was wearing in, like, the previews looks fucking yeah. amazing. Well, the ones where they actually fight in is, yeah. is dope, right? When they're and up on that in the north or whatever. Like, which I thought was great, too. Like The humans all look grimy as fuck, and especially the guy who runs the restaurant. Yo, that fucking guy... Looking. Dude, I w- all I could think about was I will never eat there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that guy's pit juices are all Ugh. over that meat, and he's got a choker on for some reason. What are you doing? He likes what he likes. <laughs> and uh, the dwarves look fucking immaculate. All they of look them. great. I love how they primitive up a little bit. Uh, like obviously the Harfoots are like. They wear like tree bonnets, like yeah. sticks and stuff. But I like how the the dwarves have like they paint themselves in the gold that they find, yeah. right? Like, their the, ears are gold. The like, armor is the dwarven yeah. armor with like the fake dwarven face with the false yeah. beard is that's, so fucking cool. Well, that's so Elder Scrolls. Yes, right? it is. Like that. Yes, the is. first thing I thought was, oh, like, that's fucking Elder it's Scrolls. The Dwemer with their like yeah. metal yeah. beard helmets. Yep. So cool. <laughs> And, and, like, they're scary looking because they yeah. look so weird. You're like, what is this? Yeah. I love that. And uh, on the opposite side of that, the, like, guard tower dwarf or elves, yeah. why do they wear wooden-ass looking armor that has a guy's face with a beard on it? Please explain this to me. Yeah, they're weird looking armor. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm sure, you know what? Maybe it's some fucking, <laughs> who fucking knows, right? Like, like, if they could give me some sort of an explanation why elves would be wearing a guy's face with a beard on it. Yeah, because they don't grow beards. I would I would understand. But uh, otherwise, I'm quite confused. Maybe it's just choice. to make the people who they're occupying feel better. <laughs> Maybe. They hate them, man. They fucking hate elves. Yeah, they are pretty racist about the elves. And honestly, like, the ACAB shit kind of kicks in where I'm like, That's true. Yeah, they, they are cops. <laughs> and I mean, they're an occupying force at this point. And yeah. it's been thousands of Well, they years. say that, right? The guy's like, it's been like fucking a thousand years, man. He's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing here? We, that's like over 10 generations of yeah. humans that they've been guarding for the mistakes of the 11th generation before. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, man. So I understand their frustration. <laughs> yeah, but the orcs, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, it turns out that they're right. The orcs are back. Yeah. I love how the woman just slams the head down on the counter and is like, all right, who's coming with me? <laughs> That was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. That fight was cool. I mean, it, it was it reminded me of, like, a horror movie, right? And that's, like, the Peter Jackson shit. Like, yeah. It was there very was definitely some, like, 
horror-esque moments that were very yeah. Peter Jackson-y, like the um, snow troll like coming out of the darkness and everything. Oh, and when the, yeah, when the elf guy gets grabbed, yeah, he gets like horror grabbed by hands. It was that was dope. Like overall, yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I'm enjoy. I want to see more, and that's a, that's good, right? Like, yeah, I think it, maybe there's a little bit of a lost art to. Um, the beginning of something introducing us to characters like really in depth and yeah. then we go on the adventure it's very much like the world setting and characters all kind of get introduced rapid fire and then we learn who the characters are over the next few parts well they have to do that because one they have to draw out the story and two the dummies aren't going to stick around for sure but I mean like even like the first 15 minutes of Fellowship of the Ring, we meet Bilbo, Frodo, and Gandalf. You meet, like, everybody, yeah. And, yeah, I think by that point you meet Mary Pippin and Sam as well, and, like, you you like all these characters already, and you want to learn more from them. Well, you know about Mary and Pippin off the bat, because they're, like, they get scolded, right? Yes. And you're like, okay, these are the dinguses. These are yeah. the dinguses. These are who Jeff and Josh would be playing in this yeah. movie. <laughs> We're the Mary and Pippin of podcasts. Jeff, why do you always have to look? <laughs> oh, you think you're Mary, huh? All right. <laughs> I like how out of the two of them, there is one that's slightly less of an idiot. Yeah, I, th- I think anyone listening knows who's Mary and who's Pippin. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking Mary, though, when they're up on the fucking watchtower thing and he's eating all the food and they have the fire going. It's oh, like, yeah. That moment in the movie, I'm always like, you guys are fucking morons. You morons. Both like, just yeah. as stupid. And Sam is hell. Sam, too. Is the thing. Yeah. It's like, you can't do that, idiots. You guys and, are so uh, stupid. You got Frodo stabbed. I hope you're yeah, happy. He almost got him killed. <laughs> Fucking great. Technically did get him killed. Yeah, he dies, and then he always is sort of part of that, right? Um, I want a Morgul blade. I want to stab somebody with something. Just leave a wound forever that never fit, actually fully heals. Yeah, yeah. A symbolic and literal never healing wound. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'm I'm really glad you did point out the Willow connection with the Harfoots, though. That warmed my yeah. fucking heart, man. No, it was great. I, was I like, love this Willow is so much, and yeah, I, I just I love the Harfoots because of it. They're the I think so far they're the best part of the show because they are uh, they seem like they're the most like well executed yeah. version of the thing they're supposed to be, right? They, like, they also like introduced multiple characters and you knew exactly what type of character yeah. they are and you liked them immediately. And the part with the wolf was cool. Like, yeah. you know how like they're just sort of like, this is the life they live, right? Like the outside is fucking terrifying. Right. And like, I found Poppy extremely annoying for the first part of that, but Poppy's the friend, right? Yeah, but like yeah. then I started to sort of understand where she was coming from. Yeah, because there's fucking giant direwolves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like, yeah, um, I'm interested to see where they go with the wizard. Who I'm again? I'm I'm gonna put my money down and say a Sauron. I've been wrong Saruman, yeah. uh, pretty much every time I've said something over the past. No, I thought days, I so. thought it was Saruman also. So I, I Saruman. Sorry, yeah. Saruman. I know you. I mean, again, uh, as somebody pointed out, it was ballsy of Tolkien to make both enemies' names so unbelievably similar in his story. <laughs> Did he just get lazy that day? Was he just like, I don't know. 
Saruman. It probably uh, translates to like lesser Sauron, or you know, there's probably some fucking maybe. linguistic thing about well, it. I don't the know thing is, like, this dude made up like five different languages for his story, so I'm gonna yeah. guess that Saruman actually means something, and so does yeah. Sauron. Yeah, that, it, yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate though that like he made two different elven languages that are like full languages that you can speak. But mm-hmm. um, the dwarven language, Kuzdul, is, like, barely written out. There's, like, not much to it. Well, you got Klingon language. What else do you want, Jeff? I want Vulcan language. We have dwarf language at home. Dwarf language at home is Klingon language. <laughs> Klingons are not dwarves. Klingons are no, they're orcs. Orcs, yeah. They're nice D&D orcs. orcs. <laughs> or Warcraft orcs. Yeah, Warcraft orcs, yep. Um... I, I love the dwarves. Like, the dwarves and the Harfoots are really what's pushing me. I want more. Yeah. It's cool to see the world also in, like, its, like, golden state, right? Where you're, like... Like, you're used to seeing, like, uh... You know, like... In, even in, like, The Hobbit, the movie The Hobbit, where they go to the the prison place, it's all run down and it's sure. all ruins. Yeah, it was really but here cool it's, to see... Yeah. We have never in any Tolkien movie or production seen what a dwarven mine in operation looks like. Yeah, what it really looks like. And there are so many great fucking details in that scene if you, like, look. Like, Elrond even looks back at this and, like, marvels at it for a second. They have these, like, steps, these giant steps, and on each of them is um, crops, yeah, that they're growing and they're using the giant mirrors to point the light onto the they, crops. They grow. Yeah, well, he says like they they like don't just like build stuff. They like stuff is like alive to them. Yeah. right? like it, they like talk to the rocks and shit. It's like fucking wild, man. <laughs> I, I do love the dwarves, and yeah. it's every scene in the Elven Kingdoms is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah, Linden is, like, really nice. It's, yeah. like, any of these places are just, like... And then you go to the human sit the village, and you're like, fuck it's, this. It's just, like, the roads are paved with cow it, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, the, the fucking stinky armpit man is giving you your food. Like, fuck this, man. Yeah, the hum- <laughs> human civilization has not gotten to the point of Minas Tirith or anything at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, that's what that one princess is, though, right? The... We haven't seen her yet, but she looks like she's like a Minas Tirith lady it could or something. I don't know if Minas Tirith has been founded yet or not. No, I Maybe. don't think it is, but I think they have the tree because they all they yes. each have a tree, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't know how far back Minas Tirith goes, but it would be really cool if Minas Morgul was still in operation. Yeah, at this that point would be before cool. it fell to Sauron. That's probably what it's going to be. I do like the way they do the map stuff too. Yeah, I do too. Where they jump scenes and they use the map like Indiana Jones. I I think there are a lot of people working on this show that really, really love The Lord of the Rings. They have like a deep love of it. And I appreciate that more than anything else. Yeah, I never thought when I was watching it, I never thought like, oh, these people don't know what they're doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I never thought that. They're they're very much going like um, the later chapters of the Cimmerillion and like the the middle stories, and uh, I think that's perfect for a show. Yeah, 
Um, whether they stick the landing or like find their, I guess, find deeper footing is where they're at right now because they have their footing, but they could slip at any second, right? Hey, man, anything's better than The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, so far this is better than The Hobbit. <laughs> and like, I'll fucking watch The Hobbit. Like, that movie sucks dicks, but like, yeah. I'll watch that shit. The it's got fucking th- hobbits in it. The best thing about The Hobbit is the casting. Yeah. Like, they absolutely nailed the casting of The Hobbit, but, um, the the rest of it has its problems. The first one is totally watchable and sure. totally fine. The second one and the last one, you're like, yo, let's wrap this shit up. They were trying so unbelievably hard to um, check mark boxes off from what made Lord of the Rings popular. Yeah. Like, we gotta have a moody like super sexy manly main character guy mm-hmm. and we'll just we'll turn fucking Thorin into that that's Thorin yeah. okay <laughs> we need like a really like sexy side guy he's like clean shaven and like really sort of like femi sexy we'll just yeah. turn one of the dwarves into that for no reason <laughs> yeah also uh, Legolas is 40 yeah Legolas but... aged backwards <laughs> He's like Mork. He ages in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, and I hated like, we forgot the... how to color his. Give him color contacts that are human colors. We're gonna give yeah. him, uh, literally the most inhuman blue contacts we could possibly. Find. Oh, and he's a dickhole. Yeah. And there's a love triangle, which I fucking hate I hated, love triangles. I hated that. I hate all love triangles. Yeah, for it's one. so. Fu- oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> And, like, I, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. And, like, talk, if you're going to introduce your own OC into the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, why in the fuck would you tie them up in a shitty-ass love triangle? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, like, like just I have fully, them love somebody. Yeah, I like, fully understand putting in... What was the the her name? Uh... Not Arwen. <laughs> yeah. I fully understand putting her into the movie, though, because there are no yeah. women in the Hobbit. Yeah, no. And she's, she's a cool character, too, yeah. right? Like She's like a badass cool archer, and that's yeah. great. Uh, no love triangle. Yeah, None I don't care who she loves. I don't Because oh, a a, she's a female, there has to be a love triangle, right? Yeah. Stupid. With a dwarf? Oh, whoa. Scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> There's already a dwarf and an elf in love. Their names are Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, we already have a better version. I'm, uh... I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I recommend it. If you, uh, if yeah, you have uh, Amazon Prime like a monster, like we do, Yeah. Um, you can watch it on there, or Yar Har Fiddle Dee Dee. Yar Har Fiddle Dee Dee! <laughs> Just however you want it. Um... <laughs> I recommend it. Um, like I said, hopefully it, it digs in its footing and it, it nails the landing. I think it will. I think, you know, I don't know. It seems like it's going to be all right. Yeah. I, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not worried about it either, actually. I think it, um, it will end up being better than The Hobbit, is my prediction. That's a bold prediction. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not The Hobbit. <laughs> At least it's not the Hobbit. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. 
Well, what do we do at the end of this part? That's the actual end of the show. Um, head over to patreon.com slash podcast if you'd like to hear us talk about Lord of the Rings this way and two other full-length podcasts we've done so far. Uh, yeah, we you, love Lord of the Rings. You have to drop like five bucks a month for that. And I think it's worth it because there's... I think at this point, there are... If you take away how many uh, episodes of... Um, M-Class emailer tagged patron-only audio by accident. Yeah. I think there are still, like, 60 different things you can listen to. That's crazy. That you can get for, like, 5 or 10 bucks a month. I think it's yeah. 5. I believe at 5 you can get pretty much everything. And when Jeff and I get your money, as opposed to Jeff Bezos, we don't, like, make people piss in bottles and no. stuff. We don't like, make them. They like. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't make them do it. No, I've never. I've never forced anyone to piss in a bottle to continue working in my entire life. Yeah, I'll so. just use your five dollars or whatever to buy like some peaches or something. I'll I'll use your five dollars to pay my capitalist overlords to allow me to continue living in this place. Fucking elves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this show m- might do anything to help the idea that elves are shitheads that so many people have, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, they're just jealous. Absolutely. Just jealous of their sexy ears. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at mclasspodcast, etc., etc., etc. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll be back in a week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye!
I'm mentally ill. Trip with your ball.